Are you tired of hearing about mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you've come to the right place. A space where healing is central, but also normalized. Join hosts Danika and Myra as we engage in topics around mental health and keep it real while also giving you the work. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Ready. All right, y'all, we're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast, and I'm still feeling the 90s. So I'm back with another 90s question. (laughs) I know you're tired of me, Danika. So I'm back with another 90s question, and this question is, Think about your favorite 90s movie, something that you could watch over and over and you just don't get tired of it. Danica, what you thinking? You were thinking so hard again. Oh my gosh. Well, more so because I have a lot. And then that's one thing, the the movies, I have a lot of favorite movies from the Agreed. 90s. Um, Jason's lyrics. Um uh waiting to exhale mm. um and probably um probably love jones yeah mm-hmm. i was a, yeah i was i was most definitely a kid that did not understand what was going on but the way they were speaking especially like in love jones to be honest yo like jason's lyric just gave me like a like very like south it just felt sweaty dirty like grimy type of like it gave me that real deal like that life was you know that was some real deal um but still like you know love in the midst of like life and you know you know <laughs> and tragedies and mm-hmm. then like I feel like love Jones when I was younger I didn't really understand it on that level but it was the literally the way they were speaking like as poets and the way their words were I just you know it's just like intriguing one of those things where you're just like wow like the whole movie is just poetic in itself like literally mm-hmm. um and then uh you got more okay I'm done I'm done all right nice. see look <laughs> you, awesome. you got me you got me started you got me started <laughs> then the movies yes 90s I got you what about you um I'm so happy you didn't say love and basketball first off because that is not in the 90s that's 2000 so I'm so happy you didn't say that was it 2001 <laughs> it's 2000 but I hate when people like first go to that movie when I'm like it's movies in the 90s that y'all could pick from and this is what y'all first pick but anyway I'm happy you didn't pick that um so mine's is love jones I could watch that movie over and over and over and I really like waiting to excel because I like the soundtrack so like it's like yeah it's so good like they didn't it's something about 90s movies and the music that went with it they never missed mm-hmm. like it always that's true. that's true yeah what about awesome. you yeah so I have two I think one's in the 90s and one is 2000s but I have to mention them they're black films mm-hmm. so the preacher's wife was that the 90s yeah that was good yes, yes. so, so <laughs> funny about Marguerite oh my goodness okay good. so the preacher's wife I like haven't seen it in so long but it's just a it's just a beautiful film um Whitney Houston it's Denzel right yep Denzel Washington yep. yeah it's just the music the storyline um and just I think talking about faith and challenges of marriage and family and community so that's one of my favorites um 2000s okay brown sugar 
Yes, it's Ooh. the 2000s, but I that's my all-time that's favorite movie. movie though. I love Brown Sugar. So now Lathan Taydigs, I literally could watch that. I, I own it like on YouTube where you buy like the $10, <laughs> buy it for 12 bucks. And I can watch it every day. Like it makes me happy because I love hip hop. I'm a singer. I create music. I'm a dancer. So it just feels so like home. Yeah. So yeah, Brown Sugar all the way. Not 90s, but it's like 2000. Like, oh, oh. You get a pass for Brown Sugar though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's all I can think of. So when did you fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> ah, oh my goodness. All right. So yeah, sorry, I'm cheesy, y'all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was a good one, Myra. I'm gonna give it to you on that one about the night. Okay, I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go ahead and introduce in our guest today. Um, so we have Marguerite, Marguerite Alexis Ferreira. Um pronoun she, her, hers, is a holistic healer, life coach, and sacred artist from South Los Angeles with Caribbean heritage. Marguerite is the founder of Freedom and Soul Healing, FSH, an organization that uses the arts as activism to promote positive mental wellness, holistic health, and restorative justice. Her album, I Am, highlights Black identity, community, love, and hope. She integrates her music into her mental wellness, advocacy work, leading and creating holistic healing workshops that focus on natural healing modalities such as music, yoga, Reiki, meditation, nutrition, and prayer. Marguerite is obtaining her MSW at University of Michigan and plans to expand freedom and soul healing to include mental health therapy services and continue to grow FSH's holistic healing arts-based services. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank um, you. Yes, the work you're doing is amazing, and we're so excited to have you. Um, as you all can hear, <laughs> Marguerite, she has a whole bunch of different topics she could talk about, but today <laughs> we're actually going to be talking about Reiki. Um, so getting straight into it, how are you introduced to Reiki? And if you don't mind going into detail, what has been your personal experience in utilizing Reiki in your own healing journey? Yeah, thank you for asking. And thanks for the beautiful introduction. I'm very grateful to be here. Um, so Reiki, just to give a little history of like how it was created, it was created by a Japanese doctor, uh, Mikao Usai in Japan in the early 1920s. Um, and he started like laying of hands on people and saw that it was healing people from many different illnesses. And so that's where Reiki comes from. It's from Japan. Um, and so in terms of how I was introduced to it, so in South LA, I'm from the Crenshaw district. Um, there's a wonderful uh, black owned fitness gym, Thrive Health Lab, black women owned. Um, and they had a workshop about, this must have been six years ago. Her name is Marilyn. Uh, she is a Reiki practitioner and talked about this thing called Reiki. And it was like a workshop on like, self-care and ways to take care of yourself and so she talked about reiki she was like it's a japanese form of healing it's a palm healing technique and it works to reduce anxiety depression and promote relaxation um it can also help with pain management and so that's how i was actually introduced to from a black reiki practitioner in south la and then i got her card and i was like you know what i should work with her um at the time i was dealing with you know, my own mental health challenges, which has still been, you know, we all have mental health, whether we have a mental health condition or just tough days. And um, I went to her house, she had a massage table, had crystals out, 
uh, like lavender oil and she gave me Reiki, which I can go into the details of what that looks like later. Mm. Um, and I just felt like a new person. I felt calm. I felt peaceful. I didn't feel spacey in my head. It was like, it's like, you know, when psychiatrists prescribe like anxiety meds and like it does clear your head like chemically, like Reiki does that, but to like a different level of just peace. Um, mm. And so that's how I was introduced. Um, and then I think you guys said personal journey. Yeah, sorry, I know that was a loaded question, but yeah, your personal experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Reiki, um, I ended up working with her for about two years and she would do even like sessions by phone. So the beautiful thing about Reiki is that it doesn't have to be in person. This is way before COVID. Reiki transcends time and space and Reiki in Japanese means universal life force energy. So the idea that energy is everywhere. So like there's energy in this room that I'm in, the trees, like the air, like the energy is always circulating. And so what Reiki does is it helps restore life-giving energy into your body and it removes uh, energy that's not serving you. And so in terms of my life, um, I give myself self-Reiki treatments. Like you can do it on yourself, starting with the crown chakra and going all the way down to your body. And that also like creates more peace in your day and relaxation. Um, in terms of my own healing journey, I think what Reiki did for me was it provided stability with living with a mental health condition um, in times where I felt really dark and down, you know, being able to work with a Reiki practitioner. There's quite a few black women who practice. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend, Katrina Long, and I'm going to plug her organization, manifestingmewellness.com. Um, she's a dear friend who is a social worker, therapist, Reiki, meditation, yoga, and I work with her and I started working with her every other week and she'll do like a talk session along like coaching along with Reiki and it just like you just go to sleep. <laughs> a lot of Reiki is after you, you know, fall asleep, especially if you're in your home. But when I'm working with people like in person, um, they just feel a lot happier and a lot lighter. And so I think for me, it's brought a lot of peace um, and a lot of ways of just feeling like I'm in control of my life when I don't feel in control of my life, particularly with mental mm. health. Yeah. Thank you so much for breaking that down. It's super helpful and also giving your personal experience with it. I feel like that Reiki as a, a marriage and family therapist, I didn't hear about Reiki until literally maybe like three years ago. So in school, we didn't, you know, I don't remember them mentioning this. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually heard about it from a friend who actually went to a Reiki practitioner and was trying to get trained into it. And I'm like, what the heck? Nobody talks about this. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm so glad that we're finally getting to talk about this. Yeah, definitely. So I'm curious about um, how Reiki might work in addition to talk therapy. If we're like mm -hmm. putting them hand in hand, what might that look like as far as one's healing mm -hmm. work? Yeah, so I actually have some items to show y'all, like crystals too, and, and showing how that works with Reiki. But yeah, show us. Yeah, so um, in a second, but essentially like Reiki, so if you think about talk therapy, so I'm, I'm training at the University of Michigan, I have my internship, I'm doing therapy, and I have therapy clients, and it's great. Um, there's limitations because I'm working for an organization, but in terms of how I think talk therapy and Reiki go hand in hand, it's like, okay, maybe you might start the session with the client and you're talking with them, helping them process, working with them, collaborating with them. I think therapy is a lot about collaboration. In my school of social work, we are taught that we are not the experts. Our clients are the experts on their own life because I am mm -hmm. not living their life. 
um, but to support them. And so where Reiki can come in, I think, um, you know, it can just promote another level of relaxation. Um, so, you know, what I'll share is how it kind of works. And so Reiki, you're using your palms. And essentially, when you're working with someone, you start from the crown. Chakras are energy points in your body that relate to different emotions. Some things can be imbalanced in the body. And so Reiki, uh, the practitioner, is able to sort of sense intuitively by practicing Reiki what's imbalanced in that person's body. Mm -hmm. um, and so by doing Reiki, maybe this, they start at the end of the session or it might be the beginning. Um, that'll help the client to feel more clear less stressed and to already feel lighter. And so I think it's just another addition to talk therapy. A lot of people, talk therapy doesn't resonate with them. And it's important to recognize that these healing modalities may be better for someone. So maybe someone just needs to get Reiki a lot or needs to do yoga a lot or meditate a lot or pray a lot, whatever it is that for them. But I think each of these sort of uh, traditions that are non-Western can amplify uh, someone who's coming into therapy to feel more healthier, more whole, and feel that they can just, um, like I said, just kind of feel like more in control of their lives and in terms of their happiness, too. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. What are some common reasons why you might suggest Reiki for folks? Like, what comes up where it's like, oh, I would suggest Reiki for you? Yeah, so I think some common reasons if, if folks are dealing with any type of stress, so it could be a situation, maybe you just got out of a relationship, maybe it's a divorce, maybe you lost your mom to cancer, or maybe you have like a friend is not talking to you, it could be a situation, or maybe there's a lot of stress in your life because you have to work a lot, or, you know, you have to care for your aging parents. I mean, there's so many different things. So stress reduction, number one. Um, if you're dealing with anxiety, it's proven to support anxiety reduction scientifically. Um, depression is another correlator with Reiki. Uh, Reiki is actually used in hospitals like UCLA and Los Angeles has Reiki. A lot of the Boston hospitals have Reiki. A lot of Reiki is used at end of life care as well. So folks can transition and pass on peacefully um, mm -hmm. and reduce pain in that process. And also Reiki is good for pain management in general. So any type of physical ailment. And another is trauma. So it can mean emotional trauma. I've had clients um, that I work with in LA who've had trauma sexually growing up. And like Reiki was able to clear up a lot of that trauma and that pain that was living in their body and in their emotional psyche for so long. Um, mm. Also, you know, physical trauma, maybe you got in a car accident or some type of accident. Again, it can support healing in that way. And so I think all of those reasons, and, and lastly, overall mental health, like mental well-being, mental stability, um, even for myself, I realized I've been slacking on my self-breaking treatments. And I'm like, you guys and my friend Katrina, I'm like, okay, I got to get back into it. And as soon as I'm into it, I'm already feeling better as of today because I started my treatments yesterday. Um, so before I go on, I do want to show some crystals and how that coincides with sessions. So maybe I can like move it. A little bit down this way okay so yeah can you guys see it here yes yeah, thank you okay yeah so i have crystals out and crystals are minerals from the earth i'm just gonna you won't see me right now but essentially they have healing powers um so i start usually with this is uh the crown chakra crystal so that relates to source higher self god um this is um 
third eye, which relates to intuition, wisdom. I'm just going to go down real quick. Throat chakra relates to expression, how you express yourself, talking, um, heart chakra. So this is when I'm putting my hands on these crystals. If I'm working with someone virtually, sometimes it'll be in person. I'll put the crystals on their body. Um, this is a heart chakra relates to compassion, the heart. Um, this is either sacral or solar plexus. I think sacral chakra, which is related to sexuality, uh, pleasure. And then this is solar plexus, which is related to confidence, um, creativity. And then lastly, and I'll come back to the screen. This is the root chakra, which is related to groundedness, connectedness to the earth. Um, and then I also sometimes use amethyst, which is really um, a really great crystal for reducing depression. And so I just wanted to show you guys that because when I work with clients virtually, I'm putting my hands on top of the crystals and I'm sensing what's going on in their chakras through the, through the crystal work. Um, and then sometimes I have like a picture of a client and put my hands on the picture and like, you know, it's, it's just a lot of intuition work. And what happens is with your hand six inches above this, the person or above the crystal is there's electric vibrations that are electromagnetic waves that are happening. And, and that um, helps to like basically support what Reiki does, which is reducing the negative energy and increasing the, the positive energy in the body. Yeah. So hopefully that was helpful. It was long. Yes. Very helpful. But in you sharing, you know, I asked you reasons why will my go to Reiki and now yeah. it's having me think you don't need a reason because if you're going to someone who's doing this work intuitively, you don't really, really need a reason. You can nope. go just for the experience to see what might come up. And you might even realize that you do have some stuff going on that you might need to treat. So thank you for going over those reasons and also, you know, giving, um, more of an understanding what you can get out of Reiki because I feel like it'll help folks to see like maybe I should try this out even if I don't have a reason why maybe right. this is I'll find it be helpful for me mm -hmm. yeah it can definitely help anybody it doesn't matter what you're dealing with life is life <laughs> we could all use some more relaxation <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes yeah I'm thinking and this is this is just me kind of going off the brain right now um so like have you spoke to folks who was like this did nothing for me, you know, and like everything you're saying, like my chakras, like I feel, you know what I'm saying? Or I said they didn't get any benefit from it. Yeah. And you, you say, yeah. So I, I was just responding. No, I haven't. I'll, I'll respond in a second. <laughs> okay. No, I, cause I was just wondering like mm -hmm. if folks have been like, Oh, this, like this, like I, I don't feel any different afterwards. And mm -hmm. if so, is that just one of those where it's like maybe a person is not open and ready or is it just, it's just not for everybody, right? Like, what are you thinking about that? Well, yeah, so it's a really good question. I'm glad you asked. So when I started my Reiki practice like three, four years ago in South LA, I probably worked with maybe like 15 people within a year. There was only one person um, that didn't, said she didn't feel anything. But again, she came in with a very skeptical mind. She was like, well, I'm not sure this is going to work. And da, 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 da. And I was like, well, I'm here. I'm available. I'm open. Like Reiki is all about as a practitioner. We're not doing anything necessarily. We're just facilitating the healing and Reiki does what it needs to do on its own. Um, yeah. So as the practitioner, I'm setting intentions for the client of like a peaceful session, love to their the body, the, where they need love to those areas. And I also have my clients set their own intentions of like, what do they want to see in this practice today? What do they want to 
How do they want to feel after this Reiki practice? What do they want to see in the next 10 days in their life? And setting that intention. And Reiki is all about setting intentions. But in terms of that, yeah, only one person out of like 15 people. But she did not come with um, an open spirit. But everybody else has felt typically happier, lighter. I've had a lot of repeat, repeat clients, people that came to me for two years um, because they felt that it was just adding peace and wholeness to their lives. Thank you for touching on that because it makes me think about when I have, well, I've only had like one client where this happened, where we're doing therapy and then by the third session, they're like, I'm not getting anything out of this because nothing's happening in my life. And I'm like, how do you expect anything to happen if you weren't fully invested into it? You didn't really trust the process. Mm-hmm. Third time. So it's making me think about, you know, in these different healing modalities, if you really want to try it out, you need to really be open to what am I going to receive out of this? Because right. if we aren't going into it open, we won't receive anything because you're ultimately blocking it. Yep. Like mm-hmm. they say, blocking your own blessing. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know you already kind of touched on it a little bit, but the next question is like, can you walk us through yeah. what a Reiki station may look like? So I walk yes. in, I'm coming to see Marguerite. Like, what yeah. will we do? Yeah. Thank you so much. So if it's in person, um, I had a, I'm in Michigan now, but when I, in LA, I had my Reiki room. And so I have like my, you know, um, tapestries here and trying to keep the spirit Zen and calm. So I have like light, like yoga or Reiki music playing on, on um, YouTube or maybe have waterfalls or creeks playing. So it's already setting the atmosphere for a peaceful um, process. And then I have a massage table and I usually sit with the individual and talk with them. So it's kind of like a little bit of a talk therapy model. You know, it's informal where I kind of say, hey, like what's brought you in today? I always have an intake. So the intake has their name, um, where they're from, um, if they're on medications, you know, other things of that nature. So I can know what's going on, why they came in, if it's because of stress or an accident or just whatever. So then I just talk with them a little bit about what what's bringing them in today. Um, I share a little bit about myself. I share what Reiki is. And then we go into setting intentions. Setting intentions is like, I talk about, so what are your intentions for the practice today? Um, and I might explain what that means for someone. And then they might say, you know what? I'm really hoping to uh, just feel more peace after this session. Or, um, you know, I have a presentation in 15 days and I'm hoping to feel more confident about that and lighter about that. And so it could be something tangible or just a feeling. Um, and then we do, well, then we get into Reiki. Um, and on the Reiki massage table, like I showed the crystals. So you start my hands on the, the palms. I start from the crown, the throat chakra. And so I hold it for each point about four minutes, four to five minutes. Um, you can do it touching or six inches above. I ask the client because it's their body what's comfortable for you. Some people don't want to be touched. Some people do. But I go down each point for about four to five minutes, holding it, um, the throat chakra and then the heart chakra. And then you go sacral, um, solar plexus and the root. Root is like the thighs and below. I'm sorry, are you laying down or is this like standing up? Laying down on the massage table. Okay, so laying down. I'm I'm standing up, I'm moving around. but they're laying down so thank you for clarifying and then I might go to their feet at the end and like you know Reiki their their feet but that's all related to the root chakra which relates to groundedness connectedness to the earth stability 
And then what we do at the end as practitioners, how we're trained, and again, the music's still playing, you know, the waterfalls are still playing, so they're calm. Normally people fall asleep <laughs> at that point. They're pretty, they're pretty knocked out, oftentimes, not all the time. Um, but we do a process where it's kind of like you're clearing, so you're taking out what you feel is the negative energy. So I go around the client, they, their eyes are closed, and I do this, it's like literally mm. feeling intuitively what is there. And so I go around their whole body, and like then I do a throw out, like I'm, I'm leaving, taking that negative energy. And I was trained actually by Rhonda uh, Jabari, which I should give you guys her contact. She's been doing Reiki for like 20 years, black woman in South LA. Do you guys know who she is by any chance? Um, I don't. Um, yeah, I'll connect you guys to her, but her training, how she trained us is to, you know, you're clearing, you're clearing the, the, the negative energy. And then once you feel that that's cleared, um, what I do with the client is I'll go back from the crown chakra and I just kind of do a little Reiki all over the body, feel the, feel the energy points, Reiki back from the toes to the top of their head. Um, and then what I do is quietly like, you know, let them know it's time. The Reiki session has come to an end. It's time to, you know, get up at their own pace. And I usually do some deep breaths with them at that point. We do like five deep breaths, like inhale, love, exhale, peace, inhale, joy, exhale, liberation, whatever it is. So I get them calm already so that they're not shocked by the end of the session. Um, and then what I do is I leave the room, let them rest, get back up. I knock on the door a couple minutes later. Hey, can I come in? And then we just chat about how they're feeling. I give a little rundown of what I feel, where they, what the imbalances are. Um, and then self-care recommendations, like if it means like drinking lots of water, but if it relates to a certain chakra, um, it might mean like amplifying certain foods like that you need to eat related to the chakra. If it's throat chakra, like more blue fruits, like blueberries or like, like I, I look at a lot of, I read and kind of see what that chakra correlates in terms of foods. Mm -hmm. And um, lastly, we just do affirmations. So I'll go on Pinterest and find like positive affirmations. So like I am beautiful, I am strong or anxiety has no hold over me, whatever I feel is necessary for that client, I try to pull it up on Pinterest. And then that's the end. So it's about an hour. That's usually my sessions are about an hour. Thank you so much for breaking it down. I don't know about you, Myra, but I don't know why. I feel like I just went to a Reiki. I feel at peace right now. And I'm like, oh. I feel at peace just hearing you talking about this. I need to go. I'm wondering. Hey. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what Reiki is like for pregnant women. Like if you've had pregnant yeah. women, experiences. So like I, I haven't had clients who are pregnant women, but I am sure it will, re I, you know what? I have a best friend who's a doula. Um, are you guys familiar with doulas? I feel yeah. like you guys yeah. are with do. Where's she located? So my friend is in the Bay Area. Okay. Um, she's Chinese and white, and she works with a lot of doulas of color, and some of them do Reiki with their clients um especially during like labor and they'll do it so a lot of doulas are certified in reiki as well wow mm -hmm. i'm gonna check that out because like the whole time you were talking i was like lucky and mesmerized <laughs> me too that's what i was like huh <laughs> you said my name you like yeah i'm like, I'm, I'm like huh? <laughs> yeah i miss i'm missing my sessions because you know being in school it's like i've been so focused on that but I'm looking forward to like, I still can take clients virtually. I haven't really promoted it, but I'm actually doing a life coaching session that I kind of like a life coaching program that I'd like to share at the end that does involve Reiki. 
Um, so yeah, I do miss like having that in LA and the room, like having clients come in. But I think after I graduate, um, I'll be able to kind of do that a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Um, so thank you so much for breaking it down. Um, in your own experience, uh, what have you noticed as common misconceptions about Reiki therapy? Yeah, common misconceptions, um, people of different religions will say it contradicts their religion. So people have said it's the devil's work or it's witchcraft. Um, I had a person, not going to name the person or the church, but at a church that I went to in LA that was like, you shouldn't do Reiki. That's not of God. And like, that's against God's will and work. Like, I actually grew up in the church. I still identify as a Christian, but I also practice Buddhism. Like I I integrate faiths and like it works so well for my life. But to say that Reiki is like the devil's work or witchcraft, like that's a, that's a misconception. It actually can amplify a spiritual experience or your religious experience. And it's, it doesn't have to be spiritual either. Like it doesn't have to be for that person. It'll just depend on the individual, what they experience. I have clients saying they felt God's presence more, you know, and, and it depends on that person. But I think those are definitely some common misconceptions. Yeah, thank you for clarifying and kind of uh, touching on that. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 hopeful that people listening, if they've thought about that, have a different outlook on it too. Um, so today, we talked about Reiki, and I feel like you know it's opened up the doors for hopefully our listeners, even as you can see me and Myra, to just start exploring it more. But if you had to give a takeaway for our listeners what would you say? It could be an affirmation, a quote, something to practice. What would you say? I will actually give you the Reiki principles. Okay. That are, going to look it up right now. So there are five principles in Reiki and um, they're nice to say every day. I'm like, I want to try to do it myself, but it says just for today, I will not worry just for today. I will be grateful. Just for today, I will be kind to every living thing. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. And just for today, I will not be angry. So that's the Reiki principles, the five. It's a nice mantra. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can you say it one more time? <laughs> yeah, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. Just for today, I will not Perfect, worry. thank you. Sorry, do you want me to say the whole thing? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, please, I'm okay. sorry. I'm, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll I'm trying it. to, okay. Yep, just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will not be angry. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. Just for today, I will be kind to every living thing. And just for today, I will be grateful. Okay. I love the, I love that. I love that. And so are you saying with the Reiki principles that you kind of say these every day or just in like, like, how do you suggest folks to use those? Well, I think it can be something that's every day or it could be on a weekly basis. I think cultivating some type of routine. I mean, I'm so grateful that you all reached out to me because it's so nice for even me to be reminded of why I came to the practice you know, as practitioners, we talk about it. We all fall short. We're like, oh, we should do self-reiki treatments every day. We should do this. And life happens. Like, mm-hmm. I just went through a difficult depression, right? And like, now I'm like, okay, I need I need reiki, but I want to be able to do reiki consistently 
so that when those waves come, it'll be a little bit easier to manage. And then Mm -hmm. I can have less like suffering moments. Um, But I think those, those mantras are great, you know, for a daily ritual, or it could be a weekly ritual, or it could be a nighttime ritual, or it could be like you have a candle and you're doing that. So however it works for that person, but definitely it's a wonderful practice and a healing practice to introduce into someone's life. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, all of your knowledge today, um, your personal experiences. We appreciate it. Um, if you need anything from us uh, or if you ever want to do another episode, like I said, you have so much, so much knowledge, so many different topics we can talk about. Please reach out. Thank you. Can I plug something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, thank you both so much. Um, I'm so grateful y'all remembered me. Such a blessing. Um, so yeah, my I just want to shout out my website. It's freedomandsoulhealing.com. Um, freedomandsoulhealing.com. And it's kind of being revamped right now. But one really great program that I'm excited about that I just created is um, it's called a life visioning coaching program. And it's, it's kind of uh, motivated by the teachings of Michael Bernard Beckwith. Um, I'm going to just show his book. He is the reverend and founder of Agape International Spiritual Center mm-hmm. um, in LA. And it's called Life Visioning. I'm like looking at my like flyer right now on Instagram. Um, so basically, it's a 10-week or six-week um, coaching program. It's an opportunity to support someone. I would be the life coach uh, to... to um, life vision and right and dream about what what kind of life do they want to create thinking about how to create more balance uh, inner wholeness and peace and um, I introduce a lot of the Reiki concepts it's really thinking about what is your purpose what do you want to see in your life what are some things that are blocking you from pursuing things in your life what are some like thought patterns that you want to overcome Um, and I offer you know, Reiki, meditation, uh, coaching sessions, we might do dance, um, you know, creative arts. So it's really going to blend for that client during that six weeks or 10 weeks. And you get um, 75 minute sessions for each time. Um, And another thing that I'm actually doing is crystal sound healing, the sound healing bowls. Mm -hmm. So that can be included. It's really going to tailor it to the client and other concepts that we talk about are things like vulnerability, play, creativity, leadership, connection, um, concepts that uh, Brene Brown, who's a social worker who does great work, thinking about how to integrate those practices in your life. Um, so that's a little bit about it. If you go to my website, it's just under the life coaching session section. And I decided to do a blended program because I know that people don't just need Reiki or they don't just need like a coaching or talking model, but it can be blended to support people through integrative healing practices. So just wanted to plug it. Absolutely. We most definitely put it in our, uh, the description of this episode too. So yeah, everybody check, check Marguerite out. As you can see, she's doing awesome things, of course. And um, you have a great Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Reiki today. We hope to bring you more conversations around different modalities of healing. And if you have some that you'd like for us to talk about, please just let us know.